This is the Raw and Radical Woman in the Arts podcast, and I am your host, Noren Broadbeck. In each episode, we explore the mechanisms of identity, vulnerability, authenticity, empowerment, and social change through conversations with inspiring women who are making history and challenging the status quo in both the art world and in society. We talk about their real-life challenges and celebrate cis and transgender women so that you can be inspired, empowered, take action, and further your critical understanding about what it means to be a woman in the arts. Hi, and welcome to Raw and Radical. For this episode, I am welcoming Veronique Kay. She is a theater director, filmmaker, and theoretician. She obtained a master's degree in fine arts at University Paris 8 with a thesis exploring the relationship between visual art and performance art. In 2011, she studied cinema at the French National Film School, La Femis, and in 2015, she was invited to the Collegio Teatro of the Venice Biennale, directed by Romeo Castellucci. She develops hybrid and experimental performances through visual and sound researches based on the creative poetic use of digital technologies. Her performances question specifically the tension between the video and the presence of the actor and the audience. From 2011 to 2013, she was an expert for the new technology Arts and Project Fund at the Dispositif pour la création artistique multimédia et numérique which translates to the Device for Multimedia and Digital Artistic Creation that is part of the CNC, the National Center of Cinema and Animated Image of the Ministry of Culture in France. Since 2013, she has been associated with several diminished reality research projects. She collaborates with other directors for the development of spatial video creation. She also directed several video and experimental documentaries. And today, she's proposing us to become Pirate Woman. So, hi, Veronique. Welcome to the show. I'm very happy to have you with us today because you have a remarkable work with a video performance, sound, scenography, installation, uh, augmented reality. Could you tell us about your work and how you got to do all this and how you arrive where you are now? Okay, so so before to um, to explain you my work, maybe I will uh, introduce myself. So I'm a theater director and a filmmaker, and uh, I obtained a master degree in fine art in the University Paris 8 in Paris. And after I studied cinema at uh, the French National School called La Femis in uh, 2011 and uh, at least I was invited in 2005 to the Collegio Teatro uh, of the Venice Biennale directed by Romeo Castellucci so it's quite important for me so and I explored the video the um, multi-use of the medium so that's the staging of the image uh, visual set design video, documentaries, installation, and the augmented uh, reality, and also illusion and teaching. So it's a lot. Uh, but through these uh, different forms, um, uh, I try to develop a dramaturgy of uh, the image. 
whereas the sensitive and the poetic uh, dominate the medium. It's really important. So to explain a little bit my different uh, way to, to work, so, so as a director and a video set designer, so I develop hybrid and experimental performance so, through a kind of visual and sound research based on the um, creative use of digital technology. So on my performance, question specifically is the tension between video and the presence of the actor and the audience. So since uh, 2002, I've uh, been creating several multimedia performances in different plants, in France, in Europe, in my work in Japan. It's important for me, I'm also a teacher in yes, a way. Yes. Um, I'm, I was responsible for, uh, for a workshop at the Centre National des Arts du Cirque for five, uh, during five years from 2007 to 2012 and uh, it was about uh, how to work with a video on a stage and after that I've been invited in several art schools to direct this uh, same workshop so in France, in Belgium, in Swiss, uh, in the Czech Republic and so on and mm. for me quite important to try to to give to to help people to have a reflection about images on the stage yes the last part is as a filmmaker so i realized several video and uh, document experimental documentaries so this film i've been presented a lot in um, various festivals and programs and notably at video forever created by barbara pola and paul arden and uh, I'm currently providing an exhibition of my video works at the Analytics Forever Gallery uh, in next uh, March. Great. 2021. So this was uh, my, my background. And um, I'd like to say that my position in art and his life is linked to the thematic of my work, which I could summary um, as an uh, initiatory path un chemin initiatique, uh, turn toward the other, to the human being, to the woman, but also to the man. So the start of this uh, initiatory past began with a personal investigation. So I traveled a lot yeah. in a lot of countries. And also I read a lot of poets. So I can give you some names because it's important for me that so you, you can... Excellent, yeah. So... So Avelis, Adonis, uh, Ilna Rabi, Thérèse Davila, Georges Bataille, Paul Claudel, Dante, uh, Lal Dead, Jean de la Croix, Emily Dickinson, Marguerite Duras, Gérard de Nerval, Paul Éluard, André Gide, Alage, Holderlin, Anna Isnin, Petrarque, Shakespeare, Scheisenhagen, Spinoza, Lao Tse, Hildegard von Bingen, Virginia Woolf, Simone Veil, uh, Abby Verbourg, Marguerite Yursona. So it's a short list, but uh, this, um, these books and these poets are really important for me. And uh, this reading and this trip uh, all over the world uh, guide me and put me on the path of what I call my, um, my epiphany. To say uh, a kind of philosophy of uh, an existential erotism. You need to tell more about this. <laughs> yes, existential erotism. So I, for me, it's a philosophy of the movements, um, a philosophy of wondering, a philosophy of desire, of the poem, um, and a way of erotizing every moment of life, um, 
very far to the illusion. I try to carry the torch of the reality of the present in its tragedy and uh, its uh, it joy. And uh, I speak about um, existential erotism because of a citation of uh, Georges Bataille, which is uh, l'erotism. And uh, he said in this book, I will, I will say it in French, maybe sure. you can translate yeah. it after. Yeah. De l'érotism, il est possible de dire qu'il est l'approbation de la vie jusque dans la mort. This would translate to of erotism, it is possible to say that it is the approval of life until in death. So it's really important for me to approve life even in death. So it's the first things. And the, the second citation I would like to give you, it's a poet, the Syrian poet Adonis. And uh, I, will, I will read you the, the, the little poetry. Tu m'as posé une question. Meurs d'abord ou bien flambe telle une blessure. Descends dans mes cendres et demande. Tu me demandes quel est mon pays, mon corps et mon pays. Beautiful. I could translate this to You ask me a question, die first or burst like a wound. Come down to my ashes and ask me what is my country. My country is my body. So this uh, question of my body is my country and uh, to approve life even in the days uh, have become my slogans and uh, my slogans for my daily movements. So this, uh, this kind of philosophy of uh, existential erotism, in a way, takes the form in my creation of uh, this anachatory past, so for, from the darkness, darkness to light. It's really important for me to take the reality in the two situations, darkness and light. Mm. And uh, so following the, the great wanderers uh, of the mythology, uh, like uh, Orpheus, Ulysses, Following also the Ainashatari path of uh, Dante, the Diving Comedy, or Teresa Davila, the mystic uh, in, in her book Inner Castle. So, my, my artistic path, I think, is, um, is built in a triptych. So, mm. the, the first thing is what I call the apocalypse. So, I mean the apocalypse in the common sense of the world. Uh, which a series of uh, video and performance uh, which look at the worlds and the vanities of the worlds. But uh, also I call that apocalypse because of the etymological sense of the world. Apocalypse, which literally means to lift the veil. So it's really important for me, the first step to look at the world and after to lift the veil, to discover mm. something else. Mm. So this is the first part. So the second part of the triptych is what I call the Annunciation, in uh, reference to the biblical uh, terms. So it's a series for me of performance and video about women, a woman who carries the uh, announcements of the rebirth, so after uh, having lifted the veil. So for me, the woman, it's really important for that because she's a mediator. It happens through her. And after that, so it's uh, the third part of my triptych, the Epiphany, so with several words that carries this philosophy of the open, of the possible, of the existential erotism, through the poems, the Im imaginary, the landscape, the nature, and the body of the country. Yeah. So for me, the woman in between darkness and light, because the woman is a mediator, mm -hmm. and she is one uh, one and 
the rebirth one and the possibility to have a quiet life or an happy life, something like that. Mm. Could you tell me for you, what is the definition of erotism? Because I think that's very important in that context to have your own definition. Erotism, for me, it's a desire in every daily movement. So would you say awareness is something important, right? Exactly, exactly. It's a, it's a work. For me, it's a work to, to have this position in life every day. It's really important to say, okay, we are, we are man, woman. We know, the, for example, the sexual desire. We know yeah. it. We know what happened in our body. But for me, it's important to take this feeling and to put this feeling in everywhere in life. For, so to direction to other people, to a direction to the street, to the street, to everything. So. Mm. Because I find your work is very multimedia. It's very immersive. It mixes together sound and, and music and video and also all the digital technologies. There's also narration, there's dance, there's performance. And with all of this together, I feel that it slows us down so we are able to feel and look and take in everything. And um, I really like that about your work. And I'm very curious because all your references were very literary. Yes. But now you take that and you create an entire word with it. And that's very beautiful. Do you write or not at all? I watch with a camera. Okay. <laughs> so, no, no, it, it's, uh, I watch really with camera. I have always my camera with yeah. me. And, yeah. uh, I shot every day something, what happened. And for me, it's a, it's a way to write. Mm. I also write a little bit, but for me. For you. Yes, for me, it's not really public. And in the performance, but in the performance, it's a, it's a writing with different medium, text, video, music, sound, and everything is written before to have a rehearsal. Yeah. It's really built. There is a real construction of the, the performance. Would you love to talk about Sleeping Beauty, the performance you did and started in 2008? This is a piece that illustrates very well how you approach images and performance and how you make it very societal in a subject. Mm. So you took basically different scenes of women in, in films that are sleeping in different positions that can be very mysterious. We're not sure what's happening really, if they're sleeping or not sleeping. And then what I really like is towards the end, they all fall down. They faint or they die or they fall asleep yeah. or they all fall, basically. So it shows these very passive ways we look at women. Yes, yeah, these women that are sleeping, so sleeping beauty, it's, um, it's a topic uh, or childhood maybe with a... Uh, the cartoon on the Sleeping Beauty. And uh, for me, it was the way to put them together to go over the muse, to go over the, the nice Sleeping Beauty and uh, this role of the woman uh, not free, not, uh, you know, like uh, the stereotype of, uh, of the princess. And also this video was made for a performance. 
and uh, the performance for me it was really important and I did this video for the performance and uh, in the performance it's really simple so I present this video in a big uh, place and uh, I ask all the women who are working in the place where I present this video to come and sleep in front of the video. Yeah. So I did it several times, so it's really different. Sometimes the first time it was in the you know, art center, so I asked all the people from the, all the women from uh, all the, the, um, the offices, so I mean the director and the, uh, the manager <laughs> of everything. Mm -hmm. One will clean the, the floor, and the, so and it was really nice because it was with the presence, the real presence of the body. This woman became a kind of uh, army, an army in an art center. We sleep in yeah. front of the public and of the audience, so it was really nice. And after I did it several times, I did it in an art school and in Erg in uh, Bruxelles. And uh, it was uh, during uh, a seminar uh, for all the, the students of the school. So it was a very, very big place. And I asked all the students, the women, to come and sleep. So there were maybe 100 sleeping mm -hmm. on the stage and with the video. So for me, this video was made with the, the fact that when you see the body sleeping in wheel in front of you, it's not a muse anymore, it's not a sleeping beauty. It's just a woman who say, okay, I do what I want, so I want to sleep during my uh, the time I should work or listen to, I don't know, a seminar of I don't know what. Okay, both things are really important. Hmm. So it's like a reversal of power in a way. Exactly, a reversal, hmm. reversal of power. But maybe I can speak to you now to the pirate woman because yes. I sleeping beauty and other way to try to do things about women and also to to look at the woman in a different way and uh, because i'm a woman i'm an artist and uh, we know that it's not easy every day mm. as an artist and sometimes we are still uh, very surprised when we discover that you know uh, art center or theater the programmation there is two women doing all uh, one year programmed in the place mm. so i really work for the kind of uh, equality yes. between man and woman and mm. representation so i've developed a posture that i call the pirate woman i like that yeah <laughs> so for me the pirate woman is um is a new woman she's a pagan and a mystic rules by one belief her own so the, the pirate woman, I can say it's me, but it, it can be also you, Maureen. Uh, so she's a woman who one day decides to take back the reign of, of her life and to live in peace and in harmony with her own desire. Mm. And the pirate woman has a secret to do that. She desires and she does the way. Beautiful. So she, she with, the, with the joy of uh, the everyday living, it's important, the joy, to be joyful in, the, in, the, in life. So she freed herself from education, from the, the fact to be a good student, from uh, feminine obligations. Uh, she also cleaned up her chaotic past, her tragedy, her uncertain future, and the reality announced as a catastrophe. <laughs> so, so the pirate woman desires. She lives in the present, um, independent and rebellious. Um, she smiles, air in the wind, and a sword in her pocket. 
So she disobeyed to the standards, to the politically correct, to the morality, yep. the expectation, to the harassment, to the pettiness, and all forms of imposed government, political, sociological, or um, societal. She despises dogma of uh, any kind, for example, religious and environmentalist, political, feminist, economic, and any form of guilty and moralizing self. So the, the pirate woman say no to the oppressor, yes. and the pirate woman say yes to herself. Yes. But, but, but the pirate woman is convinced that the normal human life is to look at other people's face, but not to care about your own. And it's a references to Rimbaud, the poet, certain mm -hmm. poetry, uh, je est un autre. I is another. Yes, I is another. And so the, the pirate woman loves the other, yeah. man and woman. And um, she is interested in human behavior, without judgment and uh, with kindness, with respect for the freedom of each, of everybody. To summarize, the pirate woman is a romantic, mm. independent and joyful movement in the infraordinary of ordinary people's life, like her. The pirate woman is a heroine of her own life, and I suggest to you, auditor, to be uh, the heroine and the hero of their own life. Beautiful. So it's uh, what I, I wanted to say about this pirate woman, which is really important for me as my, my position as a woman in my life. And yes. Ask, ask me that. Well, I think I was born a pirate woman. Yes, I'm sure. Lots of pirate women. Yeah. And I truly believe that if we want to improve society and make society evolve in the right direction, which is more kindness, more openness, more love, etc. I really believe it starts with ourselves, and it starts deep inside. Yes. And um, so that's what is important for me, is that we can take a look at ourselves and be inspired by each other and, and grow from there and open new doors and new ideas. Thanks for sharing this. I love you, pirate woman. Yeah, that's why it's important for me to, the beginning is to leave the veil as a, in the apocalypse world, you know. Mm. To leave the veil, I mean, okay, uh, we have a veil uh, on the face uh, who comes from the childhood, from the education, from our tragedy, from everything. So yeah. Yeah. leave the veil and then we see the reality and, and, and the other and then we can start to be connected to... Hmm. to others and to be connected to others is a possibility to be more connected to ourselves yeah, yeah. and to find a way to be in life with a pleasure so when you create a new work do you think about this how do you implement this idea in your work to be honest i don't think about that when i create a new work because in a way i'm like that every yeah, day yeah so it's in me so it's uh, it, it is in the background of uh, yeah. everything. Yeah, so it's not something that you uh, consciously really think about it. It just comes out. No, but it took me time to yeah. develop this yeah. position. Yeah, of course. At the beginning, it was like more intuitive. This position was more intuitive. 
Yeah. And now uh, I think it's really um, like a manifest mm. for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about two different things. One is about the mediums you use more specifically and then your subject. And about the medium, I was curious to know how you bring all those mediums together. What's your take on it? What do you look for when you create and you bring performance and video and scenography and lighting all together? What it is you look for? It was really important for me to mix different medium yeah. because it's uh, how I, I grew up. I mean, in a way, I grew up with a camera because of my family. I had my first camera when I was seven. Yeah. So, and I grew up in the countryside, so in the middle of nowhere, but I had a camera and uh, we had the TV, yeah. so and, uh, I could have a look on the film. So, so my relation to the, um, another world, world than countryside was with the images. Mm. I mean, because I went to the countryside, yeah, a big city for me, it was only in the movie. Uh, it was not in my reality. So for me, images was a kind of projection of um, of another reality. Mm. And what is important for me when I do, for example, a performance, it's to mix the reality of of the stage, of the moment, of yeah. the, the body of the performer and the body of the audience. It's really important also. Mm. And the images, because it's not the same reality. And uh, I'm, I'm also really interested of what I've tried to give a... Uh, a kind of uh, organic uh, reception of a, a performance for the audience. And uh, when I began my first performance shot, I went to see um, an hypnotizer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he explained me what he did to hypnotize people. <laughs> so, and uh, he used different medium, and images, mm. sound, uh, the way people were sitting, relaxation, so there's, I mean, their body. So it was really an organic way to uh, put people in a way to to be in another condition. So I don't want to say that yes. I want to hypnotize my audience. What is important for me in the, in art is to give a mirror effect to the audience. Yeah. That the audience yeah. is really concerned or find something interesting for our own life in the art proposition. Yeah. For me, this use of different medium. It's a way to to give more chance to people to go in the work because you have more uh, entries in the work. Yeah, makes total sense. The body has a very big importance in your yes. work. Yes, the body of the performer and also the audience. For example, with the sun, we use a lot of specialization uh, and uh, with kind of um, illusion, uh, sound illusion. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we use a lot of sub, sometimes uh, under the armchair of the, the audience. And so when you use a lot of sub, people can uh, feel them in the bombs, yeah. really yeah. organic. And also with the images, I, I try to make illusion with this question of uh, virtual augmented reality, mm-hmm. some trick of like a magician. Yeah, yeah. So a bit, it's difficult. You cannot really see, see that on the video of the performance because you have to be yeah. in the moment. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, this is super interesting. Would you like to talk about the work Hors du Labyrinthe? Yeah. Because Hors du Labyrinthe seems to be a very important piece for you. And it's also a piece based on um, 
the heritage of the writer Anais Nin. So you created a performance with it. And I was wondering if you can talk about this work because it does symbolize the freedom of women and the liberation in a way of women mastering their body, their destiny and their intellect. I did this piece with a performer, Alexandrine Saar, and uh, at the beginning it was a proposition of Alexandrine to work together on the text of Anais Nin. And uh, during the work, I discovered a really interesting book called Être Femme, and uh, it's a lot of different texts of Anais Nin about his position uh, as a woman in our society. I must say that uh, it was in the 70s, and, uh, but uh, there is still a very big echo of uh, what she yeah. said about the position of the woman. What I really appreciate in Anais Nin is the fact that she's the totally feminist, but totally in love with men, totally feminine also. And uh, it's not a feminism of uh, opposition, but feminine, yeah. feminism of complementarity. And uh, this position was really, really, really important for me. And um, in the performance, I discovered the text of uh, also Bataille, uh, L'Erotism, and the performance in the mix between Anax Nin and uh, L'Erotism de Bataille. It was the first step of this question of, uh, for me, uh, erotism in life, but erotism in a way uh, as Anais Nin was um, a love of her lovers and the love she was free in everything and the where she wrote her diary. And uh, and this performance was interesting too because Alexandrine did pole dance. She's a performer and she's mm -hmm. a pole dance dancer. And the pole dance is... Uh, usually you can find pole dance in a peep show or for striptease and, yeah. uh, and the men are looking to a pole dancer in club. Yeah. So it yeah. was the way to, to say, okay, no, I mean, it could be very nice to have an old dancer on, on the stage and uh, to speak about women. And especially yeah. because we use the pole dance in a very strange way. I don't know if you can see on the photos, she make a, at one moment, she's like the Christ. So like a, an <laughs> icon. So it was always a way to change the position between man, woman, who has look at uh, the other, how you are look for man or woman. So... It's, it's really important, it's work for me. Hmm. Great. What is the most important exploration for you in creativity and society and your work? I will speak about today. Yes, of course. Where I am today. Yeah. I think that we live in a difficult period, difficult mm. time. And uh, I live in Paris. And uh, in Paris, the big city, very nice, beautiful, but also... Uh, with a lot of poverty and a lot of problems, yeah. and, uh, with a lot of aggressivity also. And so I I think the world is not in a very good uh, moment. Mm. Maybe beginning of the century, I don't know. I don't know what will happen. But And my position today is not to, to uh, focus on this um, bad feeling about what happened, mm. but too open to to light, too open to joy, too open to to something um, positive and uh, and universal for everybody. Yeah. 
I'll give you an example of that. For, during the lockdown, I was um, in Brittany, in an island, and for the reason of the lockdown, I was blocked on the island, and I was blocked alone because there were nobody. I took the last boat. Oh, wow. <laughs> nobody could uh, arrive after me. In wow. the house. And I spent almost three months alone in this house, and I've decided to... Um, to go everywhere to the coast and to show the horizon every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. For me, this is my position. I mean, today, because this, I, I did a, sm- a small videos to present that, but I would like to do a performance or something yeah. about the question of horizon, uh, which is really interesting because we are supposed to be the same every day in uh, our social life. Yeah. We are supposed to be the same, but the horizon is every day different. Yeah. Uh, I should maybe 80 horizons. There, there is no two horizons the same. Yeah. It's always different. Yeah. And I think it's a nice metaphor of where, where I want to put my, my work is to really to, to try to give something positive and open. Mm. Yeah, and it shows our relationship to our natural environment, which is somehow broken. And yeah. because we as human being or as a society in general, we're supposed to be performing the same every day. Uh, we're supposed to be really like machines in a way. And exactly. everywhere around us, nature is showing us that it's not the case. Yes. And uh, so that's beautiful. So this is the work where you juxtapose two, two yes, horizons yes. together. Yes. It's called Nos Horizons. Nos Horizons, yes. Exactly. Our Horizons. But it's just a preview because I would like to have a yeah. lot of, I would like to do a performance, something, but for the moment I did a little preview to show the people what, what are these uh, reasons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so they all filmed in uh, Brittany. Yeah, I yes. Was, I was curious actually because they all look so different. No, it's exactly the same place. Yeah, amazing. Uh, day at 2 o'clock, 2 mm. p.m. Mm. Uh, exactly at the same place and uh, in the in the video it's a chronologic mm. I mean there's no choice of uh, which uh, horizon after which horizon it's really the chronology of uh, from the 15th March to the I don't know 15th uh, uh, June this is beautiful symbolically while there is a work crisis the horizon is quiet and peaceful yeah, yeah. it's beautiful Well, thanks so much. Is there anything else you want to add or talk about or mention in regards to our subject of women in the arts? I will uh, propose to every woman to um, become a pirate woman. Yes, thank you. This was such a great conversation. Thanks to Veronique for this proposition for all of us to become pirate women. I hope you find this inspiring. Until next time, keep the dream alive and join this global dialogue. This podcast is supported by Pro Helvetia, the Swiss Arts Council. Thanks a lot to them for believing in us. Thanks for listening to Raw and Radical Women in the Arts podcast. Learn more about our featured artists and sign up for news and updates by visiting our website rawradical.com. Please consider leaving us a comment and review on your preferred podcast listening platform to help others discover the show and take part in this global dialogue. I am Maureen Broadbeck, and until next time, keep the dream alive. Woman.